less simple. You know, I'm finding I'm finding myself to be very cynical often, more than usual, and I don't know what this is. It's probably in the past few months just become way more cynical. Oh, really? Yeah. Why do you say it like that? Oh, no. It's <laughs> the fucking dishonest interest. Oh, really? That's, no, that's not true. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very interested. No, you're not. You're not yes, even looking at me. You're yes, like looking into the sky when you say that. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. But um, but uh, so it's in the last couple of months that you, like you sort of like clocked this streak in you. I mean, I'm always pretty cynical, but it, I mean, it, it's like it, it. Things are more black and white than people fucking give it credit for. <laughs> like people like, oh, this is you know, oh, this is so great and this is so good. It's like it's not that good. It's it's fine, you know. Like people like it was like people are more impressed by things than I am. You okay, know? I don't know what this is, but it's and I feel as I feel as though I'm mostly right most of the time. I'm like, I'm like not impressed, and like don't judge me for not being impressed. You know? Can you think of something like it's, it's what happened? No. Was it like a movie or something, or like was it like art? Was it like? I mean, uh, I don't know. Like it's I don't know if it's the, if it's like a lazy thing or I don't know. Like people are moved by things. I'm just like I'm not moved. I'm like I don't care. I don't know if it's I don't care. Like you want, you're looking for like a, a you're looking for a reaction out of me. Like I'm not the best person to look for, you know look look for for a reaction. It's like whoa. <laughs> put a put a gear in the back of your head to try to think of something specific. Like no, is it, is it like know. is it like political? Like no. like 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 in the political sphere, it's just like oh, I can't wait to vote for so and so. And you're yeah. like, you know what? The whole system's fucking broken. It doesn't matter. Well, that too. I mean, the system is broken. It doesn't fucking matter. You know, what, that you know what really, I, that didn't really come to mind. You know what I said today? I was, I was someone was talking about like talking about being cynical out of nowhere. Uh, someone at lunch today was talking something about the environment. <laughs> Gives and a I, fuck. And I was like, you know what? The world's already ended. We're just waiting for it to finish. Yeah, finish us off. You know what I mean? Like, and I was just like, it doesn't really fucking matter. Like, it's all fucking going to hell. Nietzsche shit. And like they were like they looked at me like, yeah, Jesus. And I was just like. If you're mad, it's only because you know I'm kind of right, yeah. and like you're scared to say See? that I'm right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Okay, I'm so that's what you're talking right. about. Well, that's what I'm saying. I had like a, a specific instance you know. where like, this happened to me, and I was just like, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's all going to hell. I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't. I don't have hope or for the is, future. Is it the fact that I'm cynical, or I just don't care? Is it? That's there's a difference, right? Uh, cynicism and like apathy. Being apathy, like apathetic. yeah. And it's apathy, but then upset when people make a big deal out of something, and it's like, like. That's supposed to happen. Like what? I don't know. <laughs> Stop asking me. <laughs> I'm wondering, I want to like trigger an idea. Like, well, what are you talking about? Triggering shit. You sound triggered. No. no, I'm very calm. I get a lot of sleep. I'm just saying that, like, you know, people are so impressed by things all the time, and maybe it's, I'm trying to say about me, like, why can't I be as impressed by things? <laughs> Where are my endorphins? <laughs> it's my serotonin. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. You know, I don't know. Get excited about things. Is this what depression feels like? It sounds like you have the sads. Like, <laughs> no. It sounds like it's been cold for like, like you know, months no, and I months. Take, I take vitamin D, actually. I do. I take vitamin C. Windows, Jesus Christ! Yeah, maybe that's like, what that thing was so stuck because it hasn't been open since like no. ever. No, nope. not since we put a machine in. 
air needs to cool the air down in here. It's nice and cozy. I got a sweater on. You know, like when people get really excited about cars. I thought about this actually the other day. Okay. Was like, oh, was I, wa- I was watching Ford versus Ferrari. Right? Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. I think I, I texted you about that. I'm like, oh, what do I watch? I ended up watching both just two different days. Okay. It was like Terminator and Ford versus Ferrari. But I wanted to watch Ford versus Ferrari because it was like it was nominated for an Oscar in, in several different categories. One of them being Best Picture, which I'm like, there's no way. There's no way. Even with Christian Bale and Matt Damon, there's no way this movie is. Like, you know, best picture. And it wasn't. I watched it. It was good. But I'm like, this is not best picture. Like, I haven't even seen Parasite. And Parasite clearly shits on this. Clearly. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't even the same league. You can just tell. Parasite's magnificent. And like, what the, like, how the fuck did this movie make it with an, uh, make it to getting a, a, a nomination for best picture? Anyway, so I'm watching the movie. And it's obviously very car centric. It's about, you know, Ford, Ford and Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs> it's a story about Ford and Ferrari, and it really is. And it was a nice, interesting history about, you know, it, it might seem one-sided. I have no idea, really. But, you know, like it was, you know, uh, it was everybody hated American cars because they were ugly, you know. Okay. Because American cars were made for a particular reason. or They, they, they Ford, were practical. They were relatively practical. practical. They got to a point where they were, they were more practical than anything else, and the rest of the world was still making, like, ridiculously gorgeous, like, Feminine, sexy, car, like sexy, not feminine, sexy cars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Porsche, Ferrari, Maserati, you know, those with the speed and, da, 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 and the engines and, and a very we, different cars. And car. we had a freaking like Mater car, <laughs> yeah, like the like, old Ford truck. Four cylinders, you know, it's like, you know, because that's where it was the cheapest to make and it was, you know, for all the American reasons why manufacturing was the way it was, right? It was the cheapest, but it was the best, and it would last a long time back then. It was, this is the car, this is why we make cars. But it's nothing particularly beautiful about the engine, you know? Uh, you, don't, you don't need it to go th- 7,000 RPMs. Like, why would you need that, you know? Yeah, don't waste it. Don't waste it, so you don't make it, so it's less expensive, and, you know. So, but, like, car people... Like car people, oh my god! Look how beautiful this car. Ooh, do you hear that engine? Oh, oh, isn't that amazing? It goes so fast, sixty miles an hour in five seconds or four seconds. It's like this is exactly what a car is supposed to do. What is so impressive about this? Oh, and it stops and yeah. <laughs> because it's going a hundred miles an hour, it needs to stop. Like, it's just the natural evolution. Like, the car started like Ford Motor Plant, the Model T, and and then like people are just oh, like this is so impressive. Like the next thing, it's like all you're being impressive is like the next evolutionary step, the obvious evolutionary step in something, like a TV. Oh, it's such a big TV. Yeah. What else is it supposed to be? Like, it's, it's getting bigger. They've been getting bigger for ages. Oh, it's so crisp. Yeah. They've becoming way more crisp forever now. Like, it was, it's obvious. Like, there's nothing impressing. It was just a matter of time. Well, yeah, but it's impressive because it never happened before. Like, it got it there. It never happened thing. before because it's the next evolutionary step in the process. I don't know. I guess oh, the computer's so fast. Yeah. They've been getting faster forever. Like, it's not impressive. Stop being so fucking odd about it. Like, people, oh, the car is so, oh, my God. It's like, no shit. 
It's literally what it's supposed to do. There's nothing novel about this. I had a buddy at work today. And people was... just get so... Um, no, I'm done yet. You're still... You're in uh, it. My lips are still moving. No. <laughs> I'm just, you know... It, 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 fucking people... They get so... They're so impressed. They're so impressed about shit. And it's like, calm the fuck down. It is not that deep. It's not that amazing. He added two more cylinders. Oh, my God. It's a V12. Oh, shut the fuck up. Like, I hate being around those people. But is it also like one of those things where like it's a passion and people should be allowed to have their passions, things they're passionate passion about, things they're excited about. Fine. You know what I mean? Go for it. But stop thinking about it like it's the fucking, uh, you know, like it's like <laughs> be all end all of everything ever. Like your passion is, you're, you're over, like it's, it's, you know, you're too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. too much. I had a buddy of mine at work who who did this thing where it, it was like stage manager appreciation day. And like oh, I found my appreciation. For doing your job? I found my stage manager and I was like, hey, thanks a lot. You know what I mean? Thanks a lot for having her back, et cetera, et cetera. And dude came up to me and he was just like, what's this? Yeah. Like, it's stage manager appreciation day. It's like, what are we supposed to do for that? Yeah. Pancakes. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Just say thank you, I guess. He's like, isn't that what the money's for? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she... They're doing their jobs. They're doing their jobs. Just do your fucking job. Do your fucking job. But I'm saying that's like someone who's similar. It's like, what, do, yeah. what, what the fuck do you want? What do you, what do you, what, what what do you what, expect? What is this? Right. You know? You want to give me credit for, like, for, for what? I'm getting what? paid. I'm doing my job. I'm already being compensated. Oh, my God. You want to thank me? Pay me more. <gasps> oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, everybody's so nice. Shut the fuck up. You're doing your job. <laughs> like, that's what we paid you to do. If you didn't do it, it'd be a very different conversation. We'd be shitting on you right now. So you have nothing that like excites you're saying too that you have nothing that excites you like that. Well, no, recently. I mean like there's not, nothing that really like lights you up like that. No. I mean no. No, because I found myself in like a similar situation where I'm just like nothing's that impressive like, yet. Yeah. Like you know, do you know what the one thing I'm impressed like the only thing that's impressive to me like about a car is the differential. When a wagon turns a corner, the wheels can travel at different speeds. Because each one can turn freely on the axles. And in the early automobiles, the rear wheels turned separately and only one wheel was connected to the engine. But when only one wheel was driven by the engine, it had to do all the work. And it couldn't get a good enough grip on the road to do its job properly. So the one-wheel drive was soon out of date. But if two wheels are locked on an axle, so that they are not free to turn separately, one or the other has to slide. So engineers had to find a way to connect both rear wheels to the engine without sliding and slipping on turns. The device which makes this possible is a part of the rear axle. It is called the differential. Which, that was amazing, right? That piece of engineering is amazing. The fact that you're able to turn the car and then the wheels... And the way they, how they turn compensates and the ratio evens up so it's always symmetrical, right? That wasn't how it always was. You turn the car and fucking bounce because, you know, the wheel and the inner wheel, if you're turning left, like the inner wheel is still spinning. At a, the differential takes care of this. Wow. That shit is amazing. That is an engineering mo- That shit was like, how do we do this? And this person that is a, uh, and they came to, you know, whoever invented or whoever, whatever bodies invented this thing was like, I have an idea. 
and this is how it works. And it's like that shit is amazing. You know what people? That, it was just a natural. It was just the natural such a natural evolution. evolution. That's all it is. No, like, don't pat. Don't pat. Wow, that this car can turn. Yeah, natural evolution. That's all. How That's it fine. turns? That shit is amazing. You find a weird place to draw a line. No, I'm just saying because you know what? No one appreciates that. They appreciate. I don't. Oh my god. It turns. <laughs> like people just get look at that. It does this. Like, do you do you have to appreciate like please appreciate the actual engineering that went into make this this stupid thing. Like this is it turns left. You know, like the hard work that turn that they get no credit. Oh, but Henry Ford, that car is able to turn left. It's like, well, no, there's like 15 fucking engineers that probably made this thing turn left, you know, smoothly. And that for you is kind of like that's something that's who that needs deserves to deserves a pat. That, on the if you're gonna back. fucking pat anybody on the back and be so wowed about something, maybe be wowed about that and them. You know, not this like this high level like oh the car, yeah, it's a car. We've had them forever, dude. <laughs> like it's it's been around forever. You know, but if you want to get fucking nerd out about something and then oh yeah, yeah the fucking differential you know oh you can actually turn and then the wheels the ratio is the same and symmetrical and that's how we turn with that's very smooth that shit is amazing you know but not this like oh did you hear the fucking sound of this engine like no <laughs> like what the fuck do you think like the fuck you were like gearhead bro oh character is amazing <laughs> it's so stupid it's so dumb <laughs> and a lot of things are dumb to you lately like you find yourself yeah. typically being like, "This is dumb." No, maybe it maybe it's me ripping up everything, like like tearing down everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's no way to live. Oh, you're happy about it? like, oh, you bought a nice big TV. You're proud of this, yeah. similar thing when like i went to new york with jess and like we got to see some broadway shows and everybody's like broadway shows oh my god this one's so many tonys yeah, it's so it's good like, that's what they're and, supposed to do and i was like it's all right supposed to win it's like, it was good it was good i liked it it was good but yeah. like relax i literally did not feel compelled to buy the t-shirt like it's fine unmoved it's, unmoved i mean like i had a laugh and i had a cry but i was just like i, I paid three hundred dollars i better laugh and cry Ex- exactly exactly <laughs> Exactly. You're pointing at me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, like, I, I should have enjoyed it. You know how much money I spent on these tickets? You know, like, mm-hmm. if I didn't enjoy it, that was, like, what was the point? You know, it did its job. Like, it, it did exactly what I paid it to do, you know. It did ex- so is part of it, like, the economics of it? Uh, not, not, not to get hung I up mean, on so it too I, much. I guess but like, sometimes, you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. not all the time. But. Yeah, I see what you mean. Like, that's what it was for me. It was just like, well, you know, I don't know. Like, you know what? <laughs> One of the things we did, we, we, I, I brought it up the other day because I was telling someone at work about it and they, they had a good hearty laugh about it. And it was actually very sweet. When once upon a time when I was a younger man, you came to visit me while I was working in New York and uh, we went to go, I wanted to take you to like a good freaking musical. And the only thing that I could get free tickets <laughs> yeah. to was Xanadu. Xanadu. And like, and you wound up having a good time. It was just yeah. like, hey, that was a, that was a good time. And the world's dumbest show. And the world's dumbest show. And it was a good time. Yeah. But the thing was, if we paid three hundred dollars, would it have been that fun? No, no. The value of it would have been, you know, we we papered the Diminish. fucking seats or whatever, right, or yeah, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. Like we were absolutely, yeah. Like it was, you know, and it was fun. It was, it was, it was cool. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Was it a good show? No. I laughed. That one joke was hilarious. I can barely remember what it was. Meaning them. But it was a good delivery. But like But I mean to say know, like like for me, like yeah, so, like, the, yeah. The, the the inherent I don't think much about the inherent value, but I think about the the situational value, the circumstantial value of the thing. So like if if we got in there for free, man, that was a great show for free. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like yeah. if I paid sixty dollars yeah. for it, yeah. it'd be less great. If I paid a hundred dollars for it, it'd be I mean, even I, less I, I great. Think that's right. When you when you break it down in the value of something, you want to bring value into the But I wonder I, if that's like a if that's no, like a part I mean, I, of like I think our, for me is that I'm annoyed by people that just over fucking do something, over sell. Okay. You know what I mean? It's like all right. Like so, so, okay. it's, so it's much more about it's you not. Know. It's less about like, like the value is, judgment that you assign to the thing. It's more just about these people who yeah. are just like, why are you fanatical about literally anything? Yeah, yeah. Like, why be yeah. fanatical? Why be fanatical? Oh, I kind of agree with that. You know, really, like even Look when it, it, oh, yeah. even, even when it comes to like particularly like politics or whatever, like like there, I have people who are like all over the place that are like fanatical about like politicians, and I'm like. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Fool. No matter who it is. Fool. Even if it's someone that I, I like, like, yeah. don't be fucking fanatical about it. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, everybody. Quiet night here at the Miles and Brittany Homestead. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm turning my gain up, but I feel like that's such a bad move. Yes. Man, Gibbs going to yell at me later about this. Well, Gabe, it sounds pretty good right now. <laughs> so half the battle, right? Half. Half the battle. All right. So what do we got on the docket, Miles? It's 2020. 2020? <laughs> Is this your first show, 2020? I think so. Oh, shit. A few changes in 2020 for everyone. Mm-hmm. So you, you've been using a CPAP for years, right? Yes. Right. So I did that sleep study, which my doctor had been asking me to do for like a long time. (laughs) And I was just kind of, I don't know. I was like, I'm actually fine. You know, I get a lot of sleep. I don't wake up that tired or whatever. And she's like, uh, or so you think. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I feel pretty good. And she's like, do you snore? I'm like, yes. Yes. You know, wholeheartedly. Like I can't even, I can't lie. I can't fake it. I'm like, no, I I definitely, uh, definitely snore. And she's like, well, I, I think you should do a sleep study. So I finally do it. It was at home. It was an at-home sleep study. So That's I don't know great. if you did. Did you, did you do yours no. at home? No. No. You went into the whole and yeah. they watched you sleep, monitored your sleep or something like yeah. that. And yeah, I didn't want to do that. I definitely knew I wasn't going to sleep if I did that. So I'm like, okay, I'll just, I can do it at home, right? And she's like, yeah, I'll order it for you. So I'm like, okay. So I took it home. And first of all, I had to pick it up at 7 p.m. because that's when that place opened. So I had to pick it up at the place. Mm-hmm. And I was I went to bed like nine o'clock. So I might as well just get to it. I mean, what I guess what do you what do you take home? Because when it's when like, you go in there, yeah. they they do like the whole setup. Like they they put all these uh, oh yeah like electrodes on you and oh yeah no I didn't like, uh, set up all these sensors and um I thought it was gonna be that yeah um I'm like I better pay attention because like you know it wasn't it was just this machine that's about the size of a four by six mm-hmm. about four by six and maybe an inch and a half deep so it's not or maybe yeah and it goes they strap it across your chest or you strap it across your chest and then you uh take this the hose 
and you wrap it up your head um, and you put it through your nostrils. That's like it, right? You wrap it around. That's fine. And it's mostly and it goes into your like just into your nose. I'm like, okay, well, this is already weird and, you know, kind of uncomfortable. Like and woman's like, all right, so whatever you do. So you have to see these, there's these three lights, yeah. like LEDs, and they're basically, they're, they're, they're lights to tell you what's hooked incorrectly and what's not. So <laughs> she's like, if any of these lights are on, that means something is not connected and like the test stops, the yeah. pauses. So it was one for the finger. Mm-hmm. I think that, that I found out later that actually tests your uh, blood, blood oxygen. oxygen. Yeah. I always yeah. thought it was your pulse. heart rate, yeah. your pulse or something. Yeah. I got that way wrong. And then um, it's your finger and the one going up your nose. And I cannot remember the third one was, but there was three lights. And she's like, if they're not blinking, assume it's on. <laughs> and she's like, do not press the button in the center, which would be like Iron Man style, like right, right. on top. <laughs> don't, don't press the button in the center because that's going to stop the test. Really? And I'm like, could this thing be any fucking bigger? Yeah. Like it was huge. I mean, it was like a third the size of the actual unit. I'm like, okay. And it was a little concave, yeah. you know, so it goes in a little bit, but I'm like, this is going to suck. So I strap it up and I try going, I try going to sleep. I try to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. I am too aware. I'm too worried about these lights. <laughs> I'm too, it's stuff on my face, things on my chest. I'm like, I can't, I, I, I had the toughest time. I had the toughest time sleeping. Cannot do it. Cannot do it. And I think I, you kind of get tired enough. I think I passed out. Mm-hmm. I had to be somewhere around one o'clock and in, in the morning after laying in there for like five hours. And I said, fuck it. I'm taking this thing back. I was frustrated. So I drove all the way down to, um, I remember near Sal actually right down to Riverside. I think it was. And, Jeez. um, I, I walk it. They're still there. It's four in the morning because yeah. they're, you know, night shift people. And she's like, how'd it go? I'm like, I, I think I slept, you know, I feel terrible. Like I have a headache. I, like I have a headache and my like my forehead is pounding. I'm like this. Was, it was the worst sleep I've ever had. Yeah. Like I've had better drunk sleeps. I haven't. I've had. I've woke. I've woken up feeling better off of a full night of drinking. Like right. this is completely. This is ridiculous. And she's like, "Well, we probably got enough." And I'm like, I, "I guess. I have no idea." So she sends it away. Seven days, ten days go by. I don't get any call. Mm-hmm. Not from no one. Not my doctor. Not them. I don't know who's going to give me these results. Um. And then I get to finally get a call from them, and they're like, "Hey." Uh, so your doctor put in a, your doctor put in a, uh, an order for a CPAP or an APAP machine or an auto CPAP right. and come pick it up. What? I got the message and I called them back and they're like, you know, they said the same thing and they're like, well, do you know about this? And I'm like, I haven't even gotten my results yet. <laughs> you guys didn't call me to give me results. My doctor hasn't called me to give me any results. And you guys want me to come in, pick up a machine that I don't even know who my insurance covers. Right. You know? I have no idea what the implications are w- with insurance. And like, they're like, well, we ran it through your insurance and it's already covered a hundred percent. Wow. I'm like, wow. Okay. And I looked at the prices for these things, right? They cost like six, anywhere from like yeah. 600 to like a nine thousand dollars mm-hmm. or like a thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. I said, okay, well I'll go pick it up. And then I call my doctor and I'll get the results from her. Cause she's likely just going to say, if she put the order in, yeah. then she's going to say the same thing. Like, yeah, you got to go pick it up. So the woman on the phone is like, well, I can send you the results. I can't go over them with you, but I can send them to you. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's fine. Don't know what I'm reading. No idea how to read this thing, but I'm like, all right, I'll Google it if anything. And I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get through it. So when you took your test, mm-hmm. there's, there's an AHI index score. Do you remember this? 
it's basically a score. You, you can't yeah. shake your head in front of yeah. a microphone. No. <laughs> there's, an, there's like an index. Uh, there's a score there that basically states this is the number of times right. per hour yeah, yeah, yeah. where there's some type of event mm-hmm. that is bucking you awake or, or right. you know, it's a bad event that, you know, yeah. an apnea event. And what was, do you, do you remember your score? I don't. Brittany? Do you remember? It was a lot, right? Yeah. Most. Uh, <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> so it was bad. Yeah. Snoring too and everything. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think Sal did his mm. and his was 42 or 44, right? So 44 times an hour for X number of hours that yep. you're asleep. Mine was 15. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, again, back to the night where I took, it was like, did I sleep? Did I not? You know, I don't know. But it was 15. So I'm like, all right, I'm amazing. Like <laughs> 15, not so bad. I mean, like Sal had 44 miles. Right. had to be pretty bad. And da, 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 da. I'm like, this isn't so bad. So why do I have this machine? You know? And then there. Yeah, exactly. So I, they actually have the results too. Like, or the, there's a chart in the bottom, like that shows you the entire, you know, and there's a whole time of where I'm driving. So it's, it's recording, yeah. but nothing. And, um, I like that you're still wearing it. Oh, no, I, yeah. I took it off. <laughs> it was in a box, just not reading anything. Very low oxygen levels. Um, yeah, and so I look at this other section, or this other uh, number, and it says 81. Mm. And I'm like, well, high numbers can't be good for this thing, so like, what is this number? And it turned out to be my uh, blood oxygen level. Mm. And this was a, that 81, so apparently a walking sleeping mm-hmm. human has a blood oxygen level of about 92 93 or higher if they're you know somehow getting okay. more oxygen but yeah. like uh, that's that's where it sits the minimum is 81 if it goes below 81 you're risking brain damage no oh, so i'm sweet. like oh my god so i hit the I, hit, I apparently hit the floor right and uh, oh oh when i went to pick up this machine this machine the tech actually went over the results with me so that's kind of how i was able uh, to okay. finally yeah he's like see this number 81 and that explains that mm-hmm. And he's like, that's really bad. And he's like, see this number? And I said, yeah, Mm 65.5. He's like, yeah, that's the longest you went without breathing. I'm sorry. The number of seconds you went without breathing. A full minute. A full minute. (laughs) And I'm like, dude, I can't even hold my breath for 65 seconds. Right. And he's like, yeah, exactly. Like, this is bad. So (laughs) this age, this index (laughs) score isn't so bad. Because right. like I guess that's you're hitting. I think with the fifteen, you're just hitting moderate mm. apnea or something like that. And anything above fifteen, there's like one level. Then severe or something above twenty five or thirty or something like that. He's like, but this blood oxygen level, which is probably why they ordered this for you. Mm-hmm. The fact that it got down to eighty one is probably exactly why they um, they ordered this for you. So you might want to consider using it. I'm like, well, I'm here to pick it up. So yeah, I'm gonna. Of course, I'm gonna give this thing a shot. And, he, and I was like, is it that bad though? Like and he's like. Your insurance paid for this 100%. <laughs> they don't want to pay for this. Right. But they're paying for it. Right. So, yeah, it's that bad. Like, so that's how bad it is. It's expensive to not have you on yeah, it. Exactly. So, it, that's exactly right. They right. do their algorithm and they figure out that this he'll, it's going to cost us more money in the future if he doesn't sleep right. well. So, I'm like, I laugh. I'm like, good point. So, um, yeah, man. I, so, I take it home. You know, I try it on there and I have the nasal pillows. Yeah. Which I think you have a mask, right? You yeah. have a full face. I used to thing. have the. I started with the nasal pillows. Started with the, yeah. yeah. Sal has a full face mask, right? Yeah. 
He loves it, right? You like it, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. So I'm like, all right. So I put these, put this thing, you know, headgear on, and you know, put it under my nose, and you have to. It turns on, and it has to. You can, you know, that the seal, um, you know, that the seal is created because you can't hear anything, right? This thing is completely silent. I'm like, wow, this is, and it's shoving air into my nose. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is weird, but I got to, so I go to sleep and I sleep for, I think five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the best five hours of sleep <laughs> that I've ever had in my entire life. You sent me something about interviews. Uh, awkward interviews have you have you yep. been interviewing again interviewing again no not me oh. um are you interviewing people <laughs> yes are you really yeah so we're we're adding are you manager miles no oh. not, not. <laughs> um we're interviewing uh we're hiring a bunch of people onto our team so my team at work is really only two people and so we need more than that so we're uh, adding four people. Um, four more people. Four more people. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people, especially, yeah. I mean. It'll be triple the size. Yeah. Um, so we're doing a, a ton of interviews because we're trying to get them hired as quickly as possible. Okay. And, uh, yeah. So I'm, as a member of the team. <laughs> You're the one interviewing? <laughs> Have you ever interviewed before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've interviewed people before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, I, my manager, so uh, by the time it gets to me, it's the round of on, on-site interviews where they're meeting with four different people. Or, yeah, they're meeting four, you know, um, employees oh, or right. managers or various levels of the, the company. And um, by the time it gets to me, like, they've already been vetted for the most part. And then they have a practical exam. There's a practical exam yeah. on what technology, kind of like what we need them to know and um, how they explain it, and um, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm just there to to make sure that they fit with the team. Yeah, you guys are big on culture, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It does, but I feel like at the same time, like everyone, I mean, at least during my interview, everyone does that. So it's kind of weird that. Maybe you made them nervous with your striking good looks. (laughs) You got them so hot and bothered in that interview room. (laughs) Um, I just feel like if everyone coordinated and said, this is, this is what I'm going to ask them. Oh, I see. We're going to talk about, then there wouldn't be any overlap. Um, (laughs) and you could just like get everything out of the way. But instead there's like no, there's no, no coordination one, two, between three, and the, four. Jesus. Like, they're just going to ask. So, uh, I guess to prevent some of that, I am supposed to be focused on do they fit with the team? Right. Being the only how member, you, only other member of the team. Other than did you create the questions or did you? I did. I wrote them and then I've. What are the questions? Off. Um, like, what do you, what do you love about technology? What do you hate about technology? Hmm. Um, like, uh, what do you like? Tell me all at a time. Uh, that was particularly challenging, and how did you overcome it? 
Um, how do you feel about puns? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's just puns. Yeah. Just to throw them off. All right. You know? Um, I'll be like, fuck you. Is that a right. pun? <laughs> yeah. I love them. <laughs> what kind of place is this? That would be great. <laughs> um, I've only asked it once. I've done two so far for this round. I've only asked it once because um, you only feel comfortable asking it once. Yeah, <laughs> That's the person you know fits. Yeah. Everyone else is. Yeah. yeah I don't want to ask this question. They're going to uh, beat me up in this room. <laughs> um, you know, like general stuff. And not really general, but aren't you? I mean, like culture you, stuff. Aren't you kind of like? I mean, you have to profile them. I mean, right? I mean, technically, it's what you're doing. Right. Yeah. So. I don't know. I, I you, feel like I get to approach it. Are you going to be a pain in our asses and annoying? I mean, that's your job, right? You're not the technical. I mean, right. you're not seeing what their technical skills are or like, right. I don't know. Correct. I don't you're have like, to worry about that. Are you going to be a good colleague? Are you going to be cool? Yeah. Are you going to be cool? Are you going to be yeah. cool? Are you going to be like, not yeah. cool with us? Well, yeah. Like one yeah. of my questions is, um, do you have, do you have, uh, do you keep in contact with your coworkers from previous jobs mm. or like, um, if they don't have a bunch of history, then I say like, are you going to, uh, is there anyone that you work with now that, um, you're still going to keep in contact with when you, if you right. get the job. So, and what are you looking for? You're looking for like a yes or. Yeah. I mean, yes, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, I mean, hopefully they, they, all their other people they work with suck? then I hope they tell me that. I mean, they, tell that, like, well, I mean, I think we, it depends on, you can, you can kind of lie about those. Things. I mean, you could. Yeah. <laughs> um, Do you keep in contact? Yes. Yes. No. She, and then she just doesn't know it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I would then like follow up with like, tell me about that person or like what? I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, that's a good point. That's good. That's like cross uh, examining a witness right. to make sure that, that's smart. Right. I mean, it, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've done it a lot. I've, I've done it um, for the position that I was in before at the same company that they were hiring um, one of those coworkers, and so that was my only job. I just didn't have like, that was my only position uh, for the interview process, but I didn't okay. have any like set questions. So I kind of went in there and was like bullshitting it, <laughs> making it up. <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like a, a good way. Well, I don't, first of all, I've never interviewed anybody and like, I don't like interviewing, you know, like, I mean, I guess nobody really, nobody really enjoys it. Maybe they do. I don't know. But like, would it make more sense just to have a conversation with a person rather than asking questions to see if they would yeah. be a good fit and kind of, yeah. you know, weave certain and you, you can get the vibe of that part because you're looking for the vibe, right? Yep. So, you know, you get the kind of vibe. Right. But from just a conversation. Yeah. That's how I approached the previous round, but this time I was asked to make a bunch of questions. <laughs> so I was like, fine. I think they're it. approaching this incredibly wrong. Okay, yes. Miles. I think you have to go back to the conversation style <laughs> of learning about somebody. Um, really ask those deep questions. How's well, your relationship it, with your father? <laughs> I think it also depends on, um, like, who, I don't know. Like, it, having a set of questions prevents it from being someone who might not be conversational or, you know, right. So if someone's well, not feeding into the conversation, then well, now you, you know that they're not a good fit. Go back. Not necessarily. They're going to be just really, really nervous. And, well, now's not the time to be nervous. Now's <laughs> the time to nail an interview. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
No, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Tough. true. Am I being too hard? <laughs> no. I mean, I, I feel like I would. I, I guess I like the conversation stuff. Well, I guess because I like to talk, but I like the conversation style better. The right. questions. Yeah. Like, and I, I hear like people, not horror stories, but people say they ask me this, you know, people ask like critical thinking questions. So like mm-hmm. random, like how many windows are there in New York city? And it's like, well, to me, it's like, well, I get why you're asking. Cause that's a, like a critical yeah. thinking question. You just want to see how I get an answer and not necessarily if it's right or wrong. You know, me, I, I hate that. Yeah. Right. I, I guess I'd work better with a culture based place than like, I don't know, a place that would ask me that type of question, but <laughs> I think I would panic yeah. and a lot happens when you panic, right? Like you just, you lose everything. You lose yourself. Right. You know, you, you, you could just, it's critical thinking question. It's not right or wrong. You can't think of even where to begin for some questions. And I think that for me, that throws me off. So certain questions that I don't know how to answer or if they're like super specific, Mm -hmm. I think I've always had this, like if I go to the next interview and they ask me something very specific about, like the type of work that I do, you know, like, okay, well, if you earn demand planning and you did it for like four years, then I should be able to ask you this question yeah. and you should be able to answer it like that. And like, I feel like if there's going to be something someone's going to say that I'm just not going to know, you know, what am I going to panic? And like, you know what I mean? And it's going to happen. Well, maybe you shouldn't panic. Maybe you should take a Valium before I leave. Yeah, why are you <laughs> no? I mean, yeah. Are you the interviewer? Why are you, there? Are you sweating, Mr. Ruiz? This is the time to nail it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I, at the current place that I'm at, which I've been for like six, probably going seven years now. Mm-hmm too long i guess some might say um i had uh so i was temping there first right and it was like uh i was approached by the woman who eventually hired me and she's like hey you went to business school you know, conversation type thing because i was yeah, you know yeah. she didn't say hey you know like I ha- yeah exactly she wasn't she was just like <laughs> talking to me you know and like you know i, I was answering the questions just having a conversation and she's like okay well I have a, I guess she was screening me with a, you know, just to, to, okay, before I even, if I find out he's a psychopath in like two seconds and like two, and this next minute, I won't tell him that I have a job opportunity or something. Um, but like, she's like, no, I have a position open. I think that maybe, you know, if you're interested and you want to, I was like, and at the time I was like, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I like it here, you know. It's like up my, it's business oriented, right? You know what I mean? It's, I think it was like, one before that was like sales and stuff. It's like, I'm not a salesman of any kind, you know? I do not like, oh, you don't want this? That's cool. Nah, yeah. man. Sorry, sorry to bother you. Bye, you know? Um, and I, so I, I figured, okay, well, I talked to her and I'm comfortable with her. Mm-hmm. I thought that's all, <laughs> I thought she was the only one that I would interview with. And she also didn't tell me they had to interview with like three other people. Yeah. You know, um, which was my first in terms of, you know, it was my first time being like, okay, I got to go meet with who? Oh my God. You know, another one, another one, another one, you know, and they're all like, like you had it. They're all asking different things that pertain to what they do. 
Yeah. You know, so the one guy was like the director of all marketing and product. And then the other guy was a little more technical based. And then the other one was, I can't remember at this point. Actually, none of them are even there anymore. Um, just her, just the one that hired me. Um, but like, I, I thought that like, I was just going to interview with her. I'm like, I got this job, like whatever. It's just, you know, this is just, uh, it's all paperwork at this point, this stupid yeah. interview or whatever. And then I have to go meet with these people. And I, and I just did, one guy was fine, you know, mm-hmm. but it, it, he was like the high level. He was high level. He was like, you know, business school. Oh, so what's your major in this and interview questions. And the next guy was so technical that I'm like, like, for example, he was like, uh, do you know how to use SQL? Never even heard of it. <laughs> at that time, I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what, like, I, I didn't know what it was. He didn't, first of all, he didn't say SQL. I still right. would have known what it was. Right. He said SQL. Mm-hmm. I'm like, SQL to what? <laughs> you know, I didn't see the first one. <laughs> huh? Yeah. You know, and I was like, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're, you know, uh, I'm sure it's something I could learn, but honestly, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> And, uh, that, that one I was like, he ended, he was actually a really nice guy. Yeah. Um, that's a negative one. That's a negative, right? Like <laughs> it's not even a zero. That's a negative one. And probably cause, and I answered it poorly cause I panicked right. and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm a fast learner and I'm pretty sure I can pick things up and da, 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 da. you know, no, I was like, uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to lie to you, you know? So like, I'm just going to. I'm just going to stop talking like that question's done now. Move on to the next one, please. You know, now I use it all the time. I had to learn it at work, right? So right. I use it now I'm like, it's, it was fine. It was something I could learn and I'm still learning even, but you know, at the, at that time. So I got like, I, I left that. He was like my last guy mm. and I was like, oh my God, I just botched this thing. I'm not going to, you know, I got a negative two. Yeah. You know, I might've gotten a one or zero with the other guy. And then now my score is somewhere like 0.1, you know, and like, I went for a walk because this was at Ravenswood. We were at Ravenswood yeah. and um, um, Lawrence mm-hmm. at the time. And, like I felt, I was like angry and depressed. Like I, I didn't nail it. I like I said, and like Brittany reminded me, I did not. <laughs> I did not. You know, wasn't fit for purpose at all. And I was, and I just went to Wendy's, like that Wendy's on a block, and just faced like. <laughs> A baconator. I was so sad and just in like sopping in my own fucking grease. Dism- yeah, like it was just <laughs> like I was so pissed. I I couldn't. Ugh. And I had to like tell Patty the same thing. I'm like yeah. I didn't. I didn't know. You know. She's like, nah, it's okay. Nobody knows. Nobody knows that shit. <laughs> we Who don't hire. But yeah. He's like, well, she's like, I don't. I don't hire you to because you know it. You right. know, when you get here, you'll have to learn it. You have no choice. But we don't care if you know it. I'm like, oh, jeez. Okay. Well. But yeah, no, yeah. Uh, but I learned sequel, but yeah, I did not. I, I fucked up that interview. It, it went okay. I, guess. I mean, I got the job and I moved on from there got promoted later, but it right. was like, yeah, that interview uh, two was fine. And then the third one, I was like, that's it. There's, he's going to go back and be like, do not hire this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like that you've ever had you should plug in. I'm telling you, microphone. Where's that microphone? Okay. Uh, it should be in that in that blue bag. There you go. Okay, so I love interviewing people. Yeah. And uh, I used to work at a twenty four seven crisis center, so like mental health, uh, behavioral health, substance use, all kinds of you know suicide. So Jesus. they 
it's obviously like a lot of, um, you know, I was working like on the phones, taking the calls. Yeah. And then if it's something where, you know, like I'm going to try to talk to the person, work through it. If it's something where they like immediate crisis, they need to meet with a mental health clinician to see yeah. if they need to go to the hospital or like what kind of treatment options they need. Then we pass it on to them. So it's a lot of teamwork. Yeah. And they would always try to have as many people who are in the office come into an interview and interview someone because we know like what that's all going to be like (laughs) and they want to make sure that's going to be a good fit. Yeah. So, and it it, it wasn't really a culture fit. It's just making sure like they understand the work. Yeah. And the responsibility, the accountability, the like, yeah. So, um, unlike miles is where it's like more about like that culture. It's really about like, we know the ins and outs and we want to make sure these people are prepared to handle what we're going to be doing. I don't think I could do it. So we did this interview and there were probably, I don't know, six of us in there. Our supervisor would give us this list of questions, two sides. And we know if he starts like skipping like four questions at a time, this interview is not going well. Oh, jeez. And he's trying to, like, move things along politely yeah. and, like, get them out the door because he's like, there, there's no possible way this person's coming in. Negative two. So we have this <laughs> interview, and it's, the questions are very standard. But one of the questions is, like, um, how do you handle conflict in the workplace? And, well, first of all, let me go back to the start. This woman yeah. comes in. She's wearing... You know, like, um, like an old woman T-shirt that's got like some embroidery on the front. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a, it's like a thicker material than like a normal T-shirt. <laughs> so this is what she's wearing to an interview, which is already like, not really the greatest interview Maybe look. Time. And then she's, how old was she? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you okay. can't ask that. In no, you can't. But like, how old do you think she was? <laughs> uh, you can't ask that. Like thirties, forties, fifties. Well, at the time, I was, like, probably 22, so to me, she was probably, like, 50, but who knows if she was really... 35. Yeah. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Probably. So then she leans on the table wearing this T-shirt, which you can... So you can see, like, her lacy bra under it already, (laughs) and then she leans up against the table with her boobs, like, pressed up against the table... For the duration of the interview, <laughs> just like leaning in, like you know, are they sitting boob? on the table no, or they're, like they're pressed boob, against half it? Half the boob yeah. on top, half the oh, boob, boob below, yeah. just pushed into the edge of the table. So automatically, and like pretty much everyone, we're friends. Yeah. So we're all looking at each other, like trying not to laugh right off the bat. But we're like, we'll give this woman a chance. <laughs> I think she she was doing like. Um, EMT work already. So it was like, we know she can handle crisis. Yeah, well, she's lying. Or we thought. <laughs> um, so one of the questions is about interpersonal, like how do you handle a, a workplace conflict? And this was in the wake of the Virginia Tech shooting. Right. We're in Blacksburg, Virginia. Yeah. And she says, well, you, you just bring in a gun and you just shoot the place up, right? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like silence in the room. <laughs> How do you handle that? Um, one of the questions was about it's about like your job history or something, and 
she says, well, I change jobs more often than I change my underpants. Oh, my God. <laughs> Were you in like a hidden camera show or something? <laughs> like... <laughs> Maybe we all were flabbergasted <laughs> and just Man? trying not to laugh oh my or God. cry on her behalf. Yeah. And our supervisor is this like super buttoned up Mormon guy who's like 30 years old and has six kids, four wives. And he he's just sitting there like straight faced and the rest <laughs> of us are like. Oh my dying God. and just shooting each other looks like, what are we doing here? How do we handle this? So, you know, he's like skipping multiple <laughs> questions because he's like, this woman is He's already out. on the back of the page. Okay. <laughs> so finally he walks her out and he comes back in and we're like, he's not really like a, a prankster, but we're like, Reese, we yeah. looked at the, at the calendar. It is April 1st. Is this a joke? <laughs> and he was like, what? Why would it be a joke? And we were like, well, April Fool's Day. And that was the worst interview I've ever <laughs> sat in on. And he was like, oh, no, I had no idea. Like, I promise it wasn't a joke. Oh I wouldn't God. waste your time. Does she seem like mentally ill or did, did she seem too relaxed? Like, these people are cool and I'm a cool girl and I they'll think, get my humor. Yeah, I think maybe she was like trying to fit in, but like, that's oh not God. the humor. Miles would have hired her. Miles would like, this no. woman's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Look at those titties. He would have been like, but do you like puns? Yeah. Because <laughs> that could redeem you. Yeah. Here. <laughs> How do you feel about high fives? <laughs> So, yeah, so that's my the worst interview I've ever sat in on. And oh I used God. to interview volunteers all the time because I've worked in volunteer management. And yeah. so I've interviewed probably over a thousand people. And that was that's by Single far worst. the don't don't answer questions like that. <laughs> don't answer questions at all. If you're that woman, like, yeah, more often than I. You know, yeah, more often than I change my underwear. They either mean she gets fired or she has to get fired if she gets the job that she went in for. There's no way. Maybe she just gets tired of them, like the underwear. <laughs> like the underwear. <laughs> she loves it. She is stockpiling. Neither one's good. Either she's either, changing either, yeah. jobs a lot oh or she's God. not ever changing, changing her job. underwear. Oh so so she stinks really too. Maybe that's situation. why she has to change jobs. All right, <laughs> she shits herself every two weeks. <laughs> Because her coworkers can't stand to be around her because she doesn't change that her underpants. Smell. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah, I feel way really better about my interview after that. To be thinking yeah. about. So. Also true. I feel way better about my interview after that one. Yeah. 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 So that's just so everyone out there, if you're ever feeling bad about an interview that you had, <laughs> you could never bad. possibly be <laughs> as bad as this woman. Oh my god! Nice. Shout out to that woman. Hope everything's going well with her. Yeah, I, right. I would love to find out if she got oh a job. God. I would make it my life's work doing. to keep up with that woman and find her. <laughs> I mean, maybe she's a comedian and we just didn't know. <laughs> she tried to but sell a pilot to way, TV. Like that, that humor. I mean, you can't joke about shooting up the workplace, right. especially in Blacksburg, especially in time. a town yeah. where this has just happened. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can, but it's not in good taste. No, no. you know. It's like making 9-11 jokes in New York or something. Yeah, just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, I mean, don't make those jokes anywhere at any time. But <laughs> Ever, right. Especially not that's good in practice. those scenarios. 
Yeah, Brady would never hire me for anything. No. No. No, she said it before. She would never. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just referring to you saying oh, yeah. people talking yeah. to Miles shouldn't be getting so nervous. This is their time to nail the interview. Yeah, but no. then you yourself said yeah. that. Yeah. I, fu- I fucking didn't nervous. nail it. I panicked. Panic's a powerful thing. Panic is so powerful. That's true. Although that woman didn't sound like she panicked. She sounded like no. she was so confident in that answer. Yeah, yeah. she was pretty calm. <laughs> Jesus. I don't, I feel like I don't have a lot of panic. I mean, in, during an interview? Yeah. yeah. Well, just I mean, in, in life. Yeah, I have a, well, I have a lot of anxiety going into those situations. Mm-hmm. And then all it takes, it's like the straw that broke the camel's back. It takes one thing that just to over and then boom, I panic and I'm like, okay. This is not going to go well. I'm, I'm in my own head. Then I'm in my own head. Yeah, like it's just not going to. This is not going to go my way at all. Now again, I haven't interviewed in a long time, but like you know, I feel like I feel in, like in I wouldn't my be good head, at, the conversation in my head is always like, I mean, if you fucked it up, you fucked it up, and yeah. this it's not happening, and you're yeah. going to have to find something else. That's a good True. point. I can't deal with that though. <laughs> but like, like, what's I, the alternative? You know, like. I can't talk myself out of this. I already fucked it up. So, I mean, oh, I think I'm good at just like just in the moment, just coming to terms with it and being like, well, that's over. <laughs> so be at peace now with I it can in talk the moment. About my underpants in the interview. Oh, no. Because I'm going to just, I'm going to think about that for the rest of my life. Obviously, I did that. Like, I'll just go, oh, yeah, that interview was terrible. I think. And I would get worried that one will affect the next one because, you know, now that one sucked. I'm like, okay, well. Let's hope it doesn't turn in like the last one did, and then it'll just compound and it'll just get worse, probably. Interesting. Yeah. I don't recover very well from those things. I just think about it too much. I mean, it depends. Yeah, on, I mean, it depends. On, when I interviewed for Campbell's, when I interviewed for Campbell's, it was like, man, it was such a good, good interview. Mm-hmm. But they were also good interviewers, I guess. I don't know. I mean, from what I remember, I felt good about it. I felt really, really good about it. And I interviewed them twice. Once for a job in Fort Myer, Florida, mm-hmm. which I didn't get, actually. But I think it's because there was a position open in chi- opening in Chicago, and then I got that one. So I felt bad about the Fort Myer thing, but then I would have been out in Florida. Right. I don't know what I would be down there. Probably a meth addict or something. Um, but yeah, the headlines. <laughs> I'd be Florida man. Florida man eats face. <laughs> Says he was starving. <laughs> the other one, and like they were really good interviewers, and um, and I felt good about them. You know, I felt like good about the, but like they, I guess I went in there being like, all right, well, this is one of my first jobs. So they can't ask me mm. anything technical. I mean, I don't know. They, they have can't to ask me anything. They can't ask me. They just got to stare at me for an hour. <laughs> like they can only take, they can only ask me certain things. I mean, they brought me in here so they know my ability already. My resume speaks for it. So like they can't talk around that. So I'll have to like answer questions that I, I or they have to ask questions that I that I, I'm pretty sure I can answer just because it'd be about me uh, you know because there wasn't much work history there you know right now it's like well how was this and I'm like that was eight years ago I have no idea like oh, how was your Campbell soup I'm like I don't know <laughs> fucking label licked for a year <laughs> like I can't remember man you know okay so you say you get in your head oh yeah have you seen these articles going around about people who have no internal monologue? Is that a thing? 
the psychopath? There are apparently people out there who the way we yeah. like, think about things with a voice. Yeah. There's like no voice. I even look good head. in my head. There's no voice. <laughs> they don't have a voice. What's that? What's that even like? Oh God! I, mean, I can't begin <laughs> to imagine. Like, it's like that gave me panic. I was gonna say. I, I, said I don't that? panic a lot, but when I read this article, <laughs> I had a slight God. panic where I was like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like my brain cannot process what that would be like. In the same way, I can't. I can't process voices like for like a schizophrenic. I can't imagine what that sounds like or what that feels like and what that is like. But then the complete and utter opposite. Yeah. Yeah. No. I would have never ask, thought. How do you have any conversation with someone outside of your head without running it through your head first? <laughs> oh, my God. How I do you read? I, do you, no. Is it the same? Does that fall into the same? I think. I don't know. Right? Do you have yeah, to read aloud? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Harry Potter. And this is like, geez, guy. Oh, my God. Internal monologue. So well, anyway, just something interesting <laughs> that came upon recently. How many, did it say how many people that are, like uh, like uh, that? Are, I think it's like pretty. It's much less common. Like less than one percent of the. I mean, come on. I, I feel like if one percent of one percent of the population had this, we'd all be dead because they wouldn't be. But able I had so I had friends well, who posted about it on Facebook, and they had friends who commented and said, "Yeah, I don't have a voice in my head." Are they sure they knew what they meant by that? Like. Maybe like a second voice. Yeah, or like a conscience. <laughs> like this is not, that's not what we're saying. You know, we're not saying a conscience or, you know, like you not, not that you lack empathy. It's that it's that literally it's your voice. It's like this, right. but in your head. So like when you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your mouth is closed. This is what's this is what it's like. No internal monologue. Yep. Oh, my God. Wait, do you know what it's called? Remember what it's called? Like a no internal no. monologue disease. It's just like someone wrote an article about it and other people saw it and then it just went viral with people like us who have an internal monologue saying, I didn't even know how possible. is that possible? How is that possible? I feel like... Because it's something you I would never even begin to fathom Yeah, that other people aren't experiencing. It's one of those things that make us human. So like every human does this. Apparently not. Apparently not. So are they not even? By I mean, definition, maybe. they're not human. <laughs> Robots. Robots. <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, it's like Terminu. Maybe no one knows how many people there are that don't because no one talks about it. Do you think everyone just assumes they're just like the, the <laughs> so everyone else? Things that you think is normal. Like. Yeah. Do you think they say they had the same conversation at some point? Like, what? You have a yeah. voice in your head? What do you mean? What that do you mean? That's crazy. so weird. <laughs> that just happens in movies. <laughs> that, no, actually, yeah. That's one of the things I read. Was someone posted? I th when I watch a movie and, you know, the person who's narrating is having this internal monologue and they're voicing it because you're watching the movie. Yeah. I always thought that was just something they did in the movies. <laughs> I didn't know that real people, real people do that. Do that. Oh, my God. Internal monologue. Do you have this internal monologue? You do? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's just in the movies. 